A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, a great adventure took place. Welcome to the Star Wars Weekly Podcast. This is uh, episode five, and uh, we're excited to be here uh, talking about Star Wars with you. Um, so right now, um, I am Ben, and I'm joined with uh, Adam and Grant. Um, today, we're going to be doing a uh, covering, as we always do, the core world news and talk about what's gone on in the past week in the Star Wars universe. Um, and we're also going to be doing uh, a segment uh, we call Who Pitched First? And we're going to be uh, actually pitching ideas to uh, all of the directors of the various shows that have been uh, green-lighted uh, and approved. Um, and with that, I'm going to hand it over to Grant. Grant, what do you got? All right, for Core World News tonight, we have uh, Mark Hamill just spoke about George Lucas's original story for the mm. sequel trilogy. And I found that to be incredibly interesting and thought you guys would too. So we'll jump into that. Uh, there was an article from uh, Vulture.com, but uh, we're, we're, we're now just finding out that the sources might not be you know, totally credible. So we're not going to talk about that on the podcast because... It's a waste of time and straight trash. And uh, <laughs> no trash here at the Star Wars yeah. Weekly. But let's jump. We'll, so we'll jump into our, our first news item. We'll talk about George Lucas's original story for the sequel trilogy. Um, so we're finding out that Luke survived all the way to the end, uh, yeah. Episode Nine. But but he does fatefully die in in Nine. That's I right. Believe. He dies in Nine. And, yes. And um, we also found out that Leia becomes a Jedi, and it's none other than Luke himself who trains her. Yes. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about that? You, to be honest, it's kind of what I would have predicted pre Last Jedi, um, pre Carrie Fisher's death. I would have right. thought that might have been what's going on, and also if it happened fifteen to twenty years ago, right, it would make a little more sense. <laughs> right, like, like yeah, hey Grandma, why don't we lift some rocks? <laughs> yeah, I, I I like the idea. It reminds me as we were talking about earlier of the EU, but I also think actually seeing current day Mark Hamill. Yeah training current day Carrie Fisher would have been a little depressing. Yeah. Right. Do you think this yeah. movie was more for, you know, uh, late 80s, early 90s? If, if possible, that's kind of what, what the time he was writing the film for, do you know, or the series I, for? I would imagine so, right? Because, yeah. you know, it's it's a long gap. It's a 30-year gap. It's the longest gap between any of the movies um, that we've had. And it just, you would, I mean, they're fantastic. Uh, Harrison Ford was fantastic in The Force Awakens and uh, Mark Hamill's is better than ever, and actually, and so is Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Um, but I think I would have preferred a more vivacious group. I mean, them a little more active in the universe would have been a little more exciting. Um, I mean, it's very cool where they are now, but I, I'm this this strikes me as George just never got around to it, yeah. and you know, and here we are, and and um, the the new crew um, at Disney is doing the best they can with what they got. This raises another question, though. What do you guys? How do you guys think they're using the legacy characters to to you know uh, to effect? Do you think they're using them in a good effect, or do you think they're you know not hitting the mark, or or do you like where all the legacy characters are going and how they've been handled thus far? You mean strictly like with Han, in the movies? Yeah. Leia, Luke, yeah. yeah, like how they're being in, used. In the, in the movies. Yeah, exactly. Um, I could use more. Yeah, you know, more. I, I'm I'm a little I'm more than a little sad about. Um, 
Luke's death. And yeah. uh, I mean, I thought the movie was great. I thought he had a great role in it. Um, but I would really love to see more of a lot of Force Ghost Luke yeah. and nine. I'm actually I was okay with Luke's death because it took me so long to process Han's death. Right. <laughs> and, and once and and I don't even mind that he died. I actually kind of like the way it went down. Yeah. But the moment he died, the second time I watched the film, this, the moment he died, I, the realization that struck me that struck a lot of us is like we're never gonna see Han, Luke, and Leia again together right. again. And so at that point, I'm like, I don't particularly care. Not I care, but like into this term, like yeah. what I wanted the most can never happen again. Right. So. I'm okay with Luke dying at the end of not end of eight because yeah. I've already processed Han's right. death. Right, and and someone just photoshopped a picture. I don't know if you guys saw this of like old old Han and old oh. Luke, and, Luke and, and Chewie standing next to each other, and we're like, you know, this is what I want. But I, I don't think we we want to exactly relive those original movies. Right. No, yeah. And I'm not someone who who wants to relive those original movies and see those those three characters operate again together and yeah. and, and go on to adventures. Right. But at the same time. I don't think they got the send-off. I mean, I don't want to say this, but I I just feel like their send-off could have involved meeting each other, seeing each other, talking to each other, and then going about their, their, you know, meeting their fate. Yeah. So that's that's just something I'll just say, but I I love how the characters have been handled so far, so... Yeah. And I I agree with that. I I think, you know, look at episode eight and the meeting between Luke and Leia. What was it? Three minutes of screen time? Yeah, not yeah. even. But, it's but so it impactful. still was enough for yeah. me, and that's kind of what I was thinking. The same thing is, if we just got those three characters together, even for just a scene, a five minute right. scene, less than that, I would have been so happy. But or, or Luke and Han. I yeah, mean, that's oh, yeah. kind of right. just yeah. they were buddy buddy in the yeah. original trilogy. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen just just one yeah. simple right. scene, just like I saw with Han and Leia, and, and just like yeah. I saw with yeah with uh, Leia. I think and, that's uh, the hallmark Luke. of the the sequel trilogy. Now it's sort of there's so many beats, but they're being really they're being really light, um, having a really light touch with how they use those those sentimental moments, and yeah. they're not overdoing it, which would be so easy to do, right, right. you know. And I have a feeling all the the critics would, if they actually saw what that would look like and wanted what they, you know, right. it would be it'd be a little ham fisted, and it'd be so easy to fall down that path of we're being too sentimental with all this. But like, just I mean, we we got the. Uh, in a way, the the Han Solo and and Luke Skywalker moment when Luke is with R two in the yeah. you know just the way he looks at the cockpit yes. is right, uh, right. so fantastic. It would actually be really cool if they got Carrie Fisher in there too, <laughs> yep. and like each like just it's having that moment. moment in the cockpit um, is would be pretty great. But um, hey, you know we'll see something great yeah. um, down the line. But um, yeah, I definitely think. You know, yeah. If if Leia was gonna be trained, it would probably would have been a you know when she was a little more vivacious and, um, but uh, yeah, this is what we got and this is the way where the world went and um, I you know those are thirty years of really interesting time, mm-hmm. post return, you know, pre Force Awakens and I hope they really flesh those things out and yeah. I'll talk more about that in our next segment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean that's our only news article yeah. really this week. So. We'll just jump right into it. Uh, who pitched first? That's right. Do you have a sound effect? Yeah. Or we can put that in? We can well, I mean, just uh, play it into the mic. I will. And we'll use it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Maybe I can use it. Okay, it's gonna sound like this. Is what a, a, a segment break might sound like. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> we'll put the real one so in. So done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool though. But that's that'd be a good mark for it. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna do this too.
Yeah, that actually helped. Yeah, they didn't break. All right, who pitched first? So um, in this idea, we were going to um, go through and pitch the various new shows that are coming up. So we're not going to talk about um, Ryan Johnson's trilogy. That's a movie. But uh, we're going to focus more on the television programming that's coming up, uh, specifically um, Benioff and Weiss uh, and their series, which I forgot existed until I think it's you be a text... film series. Actually, oh, that's, is it a film that's, series? that's what I'm unclear about. They just keep using the word series, right. and I don't know if they mean TV series or movie series. I'm almost certain they're getting a film series. Yeah, um, we Shit, can double check that. that but I'm, I'm, yeah. I mean, that's no. I mean, I, they are. They are. It's a film series. Yeah. That's it's what, a film. Is it? Because I forgot it was so long ago. Yeah, well, now I sound like an asshole. Yeah. Well, you're fired from the Again. podcast, yeah. and. But, I mean, so it sounds like they're not doing the episode ten right now. It's going to happen, but is yeah, this I think they're plan? giving everyone a break. It's right? like they, a long break, maybe just maybe... a year break. Yeah, and then and really just hashing out this, these these projects yeah. and working on the development. I think is yeah. going to be big right now. Uh, okay. Right now, it's all development. I think. And You're so, right. They're a film series. Yes, and it's it's an undetermined film series. So we have we have so we have. Ryan Johnson's film series. We have their film series. Are yeah. we still getting standalones? I think we are, right? Like, like a. I think there will always be standalones. Yeah, well, but there's nothing in Kenobi, the confirmed right well, now. Well, Kenobi, oh, Kenobi, yeah, is not, was kind of, you know, uh, uh, hinted there. There was they were hinting that they might do Kenobi with the director of Billy Elliot. They don't. Yeah. Nobody knows if that's a real story or right. if that's credible or right. Well, if you ask you, McGregor, actually it's actually happening. <laughs> Yeah, right. so it hasn't been. It, it will only be you know real if it's announced on StarWars.com. Yes, and you see right. a giant you know header, and you see this article, and, and yeah, you know they're they're, yeah. they're explaining what they're doing. So let me right. ask you a quick question before we pitch. Then does that mean do we think this is going to? And I know this is like the worst thing that people are afraid of. That's going to turn into the Marvel universe. Where are we going to get multiple Star Wars movies a year? Hmm. I, I don't think I could handle multiple. I Star don't Wars want movies. it. No. Yeah. <laughs> really. But, is that I think where we're I, heading? I, I, it certainly feels that way. But it could be, I mean, so if, as far as film series go, we have Ryan Johnson and, yeah. and we have Weiss and Benioff. Yeah. And it takes, so far they've been able to fit a two-year, you know, uh, takes two years to make a movie. Right. And they've been able to fall in line. So if that's the case, then that's it. Those are our two series. They go back and forth. Right. Yeah. And um, and I don't think you're, so you're, you're, you're saying oversaturation. Maybe, you're saying maybe the D.B. Weiss and David Benioff thing slots in yeah. the place of where standalone films would be and we're kind of getting yeah. the Ryan See, Johnson the trilogy and in. we're yeah, getting sorry. the Benioff and Weiss they've trilogy been, or series. Right. You're right. right. They've been oddly silent about the standalone films right. lately and uh, you know I mean there was one confirmed scrapped right? Boba Fett was confirmed. It was, was confirmed there and, and scrapped. Yes. Scrap. Yeah. So I wonder if they're just like, you know, maybe we'll get, you know, maybe everyone doesn't get a thing. You know, this is a special thing they did for Lawrence Kasdan. Um, and, you know, the Rogue One was See, just too good not to do. That's, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that, you know, there's this connective tissue movie, which is Rogue One, which is we're going to yeah. bridge, we're not revenge so much as bridge the the information about the Death Star to the, the usage right. and uh, kind of... Uh, stories surrounding the death star yeah it's and, like they filled some they filled a couple plot yeah. holes that i didn't even know was there <laughs> right right i was like oh yeah, yeah this is kind of a big explosion for one proton torpedo and i think there's a lot of i think there's a lot of people who really enjoy the the kind of fighter pilot aspects of star wars and, yeah. and the kind of uh, space battles and i think that was kind of a big you know uh, driving force for making that film 
Yeah, you know, definitely. Oh, yeah. Which is because the third act's amazing. It's yes. gorgeous. And, well, in hindsight now, I mean, Rogue Rogue One's essential. It's like, yeah. I mean, it, it I may be it. a thing, but it's just like it's it's this perfect modern yeah. partner to A New Hope. And um, it's just fantastic. And, and it just really tells a really in- essential story, and I can't imagine a world without it. And I'll, and that being said, I would I wish, you know, where's Gareth Edwards' series? But ultimately, yeah. I feel like, and it, obviously you have the Kasdan script for Solo, right. and we know that Young Solo was something that George initially wanted Kasdan to write yeah. uh, during Empire and Turn of the Jedi. Oh. And he was like, you know, can you go write this? Just like young Indiana Jones, kind of young Han Solo. Can we, hmm. can you, can you write this for me? So we know that that was a project that was, you know, in the burner for a really, really long time. So like yeah. these things were just, you know, waiting to escape and right. waiting to get out. And so maybe they're just made. getting the let out is just what it felt the, like exactly. before they figured the out, out exactly what they wanted to do. And then I'll raise one more point. I think the films are personally dangerous. I think they're dangerous and hard to make because mm-hmm. you, you have to be really careful with, you know, what you're going to explain in, in a, in a story and, and make sure that the ripples from that story doesn't hit or collide with anything else in, in the universe, yeah. the connective tissue of the universe. So no, they're, they're like the A canon and everything else is like B canon. Yeah. And right. you can kind of, if something doesn't jive yeah. with the novels or the comics, you can kind of write your way out of it or right. just go, no, it didn't really happen or someone's whatever, but in a movie, yeah. yeah. That's the a movie good point. is definitive. Yeah. And yeah. it's really interesting to see storytellers play, play around in different timelines and, and figure out how far away they have to get to tell a story uh, that that won't conflict with what we've already seen. So yeah. that's like that's I'm super interested in in that concept of yeah. where you're going to tell your story mm. and how is it going to impact us as the audience who've already seen all of these films. Right. You know. It'll be interesting, man. I mean, I, I could definitely see that world where we get you know alternating series mm-hmm. and then um, and then a sprinkling you know of one-offs. If say I don't know some up-and-coming filmmaker uh, submits a yoda standalone film script that's uh too good to be to be had <laughs> i told you not to talk about this <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i'm just saying like what if it's too awesome like i you know they, they they're i'm sure they leave themselves open to it and i mean i know you said you didn't want to see two films in the same year but we were really close to that right before yeah. episode nine that due date was um oh actually no i guess not that was that was gonna be summer 19 not christmas 19 right right i, I so, mean yeah. what you're, what you're saying about. doesn't surprise me yeah i think we might be i'm just there. a little worried yeah. that i might get burnt out burnt. yeah and yeah. i mean i don't i don't think i can because it's always it's gonna have yeah. epic yeah. you know uh, uh operatic right. you know orchestral music that i'm gonna you know love yeah. listening yeah. to yeah. it's gonna have these great action scenes cg yeah, yeah i think it's gonna have everything i love they're, just, they're different yeah. worlds man you know and it's different completely different people running it and it's there's you know a billion comic book characters that can be put in there and they're they're really yeah. you know they have what 50 mm-hmm. years of of heroes and stories that they're trying to catch up on um it was a little obnoxious i went to see black panther um last weekend or something and it was like there were four four trailers all marvel you know yeah. stories that were they're in there it's too. an in-house and disney yeah. preview yeah. of yeah. just yeah. everything that they're gonna offer up in the next year. yeah and i'm gonna come out of the closet about marvel with myself i love the marvel movies right. and i love the fact that there's multiple multiple marvel <laughs> yeah. movies a year it does yeah. not bother me but i don't want star wars to yeah. turn to marvel okay. like I, I don't want my peanut butter and my chocolate to touch each other like just leave those two things alone Got it. separate um, but I, I hear you like, it's just, it's just, uh, but you know, if there are very different types and we're going to pitch and talk about very different types of movies, yeah, 
maybe it works, you know, because you're not getting the same thing, you know, very different worlds right. or different genres. And I think we're, you lose some of that, you know, Campbellian messaging that the original trilogy had. Mm. You just have these, these things that are just, you know, being made, you know, in a three-month period and turned around and, and shot out for viewing. It's just like, I don't, I don't understand how you're going to get all that, that really beautiful dialogue that George Lucas spent the time to write. Yeah, yeah that's a good out, point. You know? Well, yeah, and it's going to have to, you know, that's the thing is A New Hope was built with Joseph Campbell's model, and it was like it's supposed to be the definitive hero story, right? The hero's journey. Yeah. And um, and it's like you can only tell that story so many times. Well, I mean, I think yeah. that's honestly where Ryan Johnston's going. I think he's going right back to the hero's journey. I think he's going right back to hmm. A New Hope, and he's thinking about, you know, what makes Star Wars Star Wars. And I think it's, it, it, inevitably it's always going to be a droid and a young person. You know, male or female, it doesn't matter. But it, and meeting for the first time on a planet that's far away from the conflict, but then they get, you know, dragged into it. It's just always good. I just, I just, that's what Star Wars is in a weird way. It yeah. Kind of yeah. Has to, yeah. But, so but, for those listening, um, Grant here is, this is his wheelhouse, is pitching. He's always thinking about stories, and he's always on it. So uh, we're going to be picking his mind a lot um, to find out about this. Grant, did you... Um, did you actually come up with a pitch for Ryan Johnson as well? Because I know you would text me today. And... You know, I, I came up with a pitch for all of the things that have been announced, but I just, I think Ryan's trilogy is the hardest thing to, yeah. to hit. Just okay. because I, it has to be so, I mean, like, I immediately started thinking, hey, how about we invert things and we have a cool looking protocol droid and an oafish dumb astromech, you know what I mean? And just <laughs> immediately, like, like you yeah. know, going back to Hidden Fortress and going back to R2 and C-3PO and thinking about how those two obscure kind of sideline characters start the movie and yeah. start the adventure and thinking, how can we just invert from there and keep going? And like, I was thinking, you know, cool protocol droid, who's smart, who's, who's human, you know, human-like, who's compassionate, who's, you know, empath, you know, an empath and like yeah. not C-3PO in any way, shape or form. And you kind of relate with him. You, you think he's cool. He's, you look at him almost like K2S and like, that's a cool protocol droid. Right. right. He would save my ass. If I need <laughs> and then like the the astromech can be oafish and kind of dumb and right. not be as intuitive as r2 was you know what i mean just yeah. right bumping i guess that's chopper i was gonna right. say but we yeah. kind of got I mean, that out of him I, yeah but i think it could be done in like you know just a different way different be interesting different i wonder if he has an entirely new sort of um you know new pantheon of ideas a new you know, right, right, right. You know any other archetypes he wants to play on it after that movie i mean i feel like anything's possible who yeah. knows what he wants to do right. but I can, I can also see a young male and a young female character being at the center of the story mm. and maybe she's a princess maybe she's not maybe he's a prince maybe he's not who cares but uh ultimately maybe they both come with a droid attached and yeah. meet each other instead of one person having yeah. both and this guy it's, it's kind of okay. like you know yeah. it's like poe and bb8 you kind of have these people with their droid companions and like that's that's <laughs> yeah. kind of like they come together yeah. as a unit i thought that would be kind of interesting but I, honestly i can't i can't hit the ball in the right place for trying to you know figure out his movie i, yeah. I just i just think it's too tough to really I, i've told you uh, you know a thing that an older idea where i was like you know they could go way back and they could talk about it make it very very oh, fantasy and, cool. and invert empire and rebellion and do a, you know a good empire with a empress at the top of it and she's got a you know she has force powers and she's connected to the force and she maybe has a dark secret and then this brother who's leading this kind of marauding band of uh you know outcast you know guerrilla fighters that are kind of attacking that 
Yeah. That mm. inverted good empire. You know what I mean? That and that can go way back and really have like the these really bulky old looking lightsabers, maybe made out of yeah. wood, maybe have like a lot of stuff that's very, very old. Yeah. But I mean then thinking about DB Weiss and thinking about Benioff, it's like those guys are doing the old republic. Yeah, like if those guys yeah. are Funny. doing the old republic. Like <laughs> yeah. honestly, it's so clear. I don't know how right. people don't really like, you know, already well, it, judge this for. The you film. don't think they're gonna want to get away from being typecast as the medieval? No, because like, Kathleen, Kathleen Kennedy uh, even says that they can handle so many deep characters at once that I feel like they are going to create. You know, they're gonna have the Sith Empire and yeah. the Republic, but they're also gonna have you know camps and factions within both those sides all vying for control and vying for power with their mm. own kind of yeah. quirky characters at the top of those camps and that's just what they do that's just how they're how they tell right. stories and but i mean done it well. people know that those guys didn't write game of thrones though, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no that was but, the yeah. unique wordsmithing of of george R. R. martin and yes. in fact when it sort of fell out of you know his hands and things sort of got a little wonky in that series yeah. But, but um, I mean, it just you can lay the Knights of the Old Republic framework just or, or just lay lay it, lay it over the framework of yeah. uh, Game of Thrones. Like I was thinking the same thing. You have yeah. like ancient Mandalorians as a faction. You can just sure. add so many things. A droid planet, maybe. I want a droid planet. <laughs> a droid planet. I love I that. I want yeah, a droid I really planet like that. sometime <laughs> somewhere. And like not make it too Bender slash Futurama. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would love to see <laughs> the, the droids stacking thing. on each other. Yeah. Oh man, that is so funny. So when I thought, so maybe we'll go by, um, we'll go by uh, directors here, and because we've been talking about sure. this, sure. and if you have more to say, Grant, you can jump back in after. Um, so when with them, what I saw, I was just thinking of them as like straight up just filmmakers, uh-huh. and I was like, what what makes them unique? And they probably have the most comprehensive like knowledge of location like Mm -hmm. like global locations um which could lead to a lot of like really cool and you know really cool landscapes and so i was like well it'd be great if they really showed us a lot of new you know frontiers and and new kind of worlds um and so one of the things that i have for him i actually so i have a couple ideas that could sort of go a couple different ways and i've been harping on this but i i would for them i guess mm, I have two ideas for them. One is I was thinking about calling it Bounty mm-hmm. and um, have it be a Bounty Hunter series. Um, and I was like, oh, maybe they'll flip it and we'll, they'll, you know, it'll be based out of Coruscant and they'll sort of have this sort of like urban area. And, uh, and I was thinking, stop like, right there. I made the exact same pitch for a different director. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the one thing that might change it though is I was going to have it be, I was going to have it be one of the lost jedi that oh, as they're them hiding themselves would mean they'd become bounty hunters and they'd have this unique set of skills and mm. they'd like oh, on the okay. sly use their jedi things and that it'll be through that lens that we see the sort of we'll see the you know the bounty hunter universe because i think the original trilogy era is probably the high watermark for um for bounty hunters in the you know in the world but maybe that's, not that's yeah. really cool because i mean that that's what i found fascinating about the the kylo Kyle Katarn character from mm. those those Jedi Outcast games. Yeah, yeah. it was oh, yeah, so interesting to see a guy who was a, a Jedi uh, and he left the Order to kind of become this yeah. ragtag smuggler. You know, what, I thought that was just so interesting and like his perspective was super interesting. Yeah, yeah. and you know he got to have those ruminations about Jedi and right. I think his it, own thoughts. Yeah, I think it makes it sort of like you can empathize with the Jedi a little more if mm-hmm. they're sort of you know doing 
day-to-day stuff that you and I all, all yeah. do. You know, yep. we're just we're all just hustlers in this. Um, cool. But they're sort of through this Taoist Jedi mindset and mm-hmm. and how they go through it. So um, that was one of my ideas. I love that idea for him. And I'll just I guess I'll just leave it there because the uh, nice. Um, What's the other idea? Well, it's I'll get on to I'll, I'll talk about it later. Okay. I'll just mention it because it really would fit better I think in um, Filoni's uh, setup. Oh, okay. So, so here's a, here's a side question. Have we gotten any bounty hunters in the Disney era movies? I mean, I guess in Maz's temple there were things oh. that could be considered, but we haven't seen any bounty hunters, have we? Right. It was, right. They were like, were they smugglers, those guys that Finn almost ran off with? Right. And or like, like, like the Kanji Club. Kanji Club and, and, yeah, Kanji yeah, Club. We don't know what they are. But it was just one of those things where I just, it's such a yeah. core thing to me with of like the Star Wars universe. Right. And I'm like, anyway, just... That's a good point because we head. see the whole lineup and like those guys are some of the most indelible. We're just ones. of like the yeah. Western in general, and we know yeah. Star Wars is like yeah. heavily influenced by Westerns, and there's yeah. kind of yeah, there needs to be a bounty. I agree, right. there should be just a yeah. Clone Wars like, yeah. hanging yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's true. They haven't really shown that yet. DJ um, is kind of a. I would take it probably takes the, the screen time, you know, the place of a bounty hunter. Yeah, it's right. that rogue. Yeah, very interesting. I wonder if that's a conscious decision or not. Yeah. Where they're just like, oh, bounty hunters have been done. But anyways, that, I thought that might be a good thing. Yeah. But I think, you know, I, they'll, they'll definitely be able to show one some of my, great One of my early theories uh, for uh, Kelly Marine Tran's character was going to be this reinvention of the bounty hunter. Where she's like running around and collecting points, almost like a video game. And it's yeah. just very cheesy, mm-hmm. like very, uh, I guess, uh, happy-go-lucky and kind of... Uh, just fun and yeah. kind of taking away the brooding darkness that Boba Fett represented. It was kind of going to reinvent, you know, and make that a viable career path for kids at the Disneyland theme park and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, this is fun to be a bounty hunter, <laughs> collect points and get these aliens and all this kind of stuff. And really, really just kidify yeah. the, 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 the role, but I was totally wrong. And I'm glad I'm right. wrong because it would be terrible. Right. It would be just a crime well there is there is that new genre too that shows up a lot in the expanded universe and that's slicer which yeah. is like, right. I mean, like clearly yeah. you know it's a hacker yeah a hacker yeah. computer scientist which is sort of funny because it that's more I, I wonder if that is sort of geared towards children to be like oh by the way this is a profitable business go into computer science because yeah. there's going to be a lot of jobs for that in the future but yeah, um, yeah that's uh, yeah it's I, I think maybe that the slicer is sort of Taking the place. That's a cool that role for yeah. a show, though. Kind of like uh, Mr. Robot, but Star Wars. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, but... yeah. It's pretty interesting. I loved actually the way that they. That was one of the things that impressed me. Again, was when DJ sort of flips up the sleeve yes. and he's got all the, those cards because so cool. I've, I've yep. read about those things. Yeah, but it was cool to see it, and he made it look like yeah. even he made it look. I, really dope. You know what I really loved was that they waste so and George Lucas wastes so much time with getting through kind of. Uh, uh, shield walls and, and, and things like that too yeah. with, with a ship whereas DJ can just hack in yep. and just fade, go it. right in undetected yeah. I was like they just saved like three minutes of screen time that <laughs> George would have you know yeah. tapped in uh, it was so, awesome alright well, Grant do you want to go do you, do you got another one or, or either uh, two? which one do you, you want me, do you want me to do Favreau or do you want oh we're doing D.B. Weiss and uh, well, Benioff well I think we just uh, we all got a uh, turn on Benioff and Weiss right okay cool yeah. I think so yeah, let's uh let's move along. Why don't we do uh, which one would you like to do? Well, I'll just do the bounty hunter one, just because you just said bounty hunter. Okay, so cool. Like, I'll just jump on that. So I think Favreau's show okay. is gonna be is gonna borrow from the Star Wars Underworld scripts that George mm. wrote, mm. and I think it's going to be the lead ensemble mm. are going to be bounty, uh, you know, kind of ragtag, and possibly one or two will be bounty hunters. But bounty hunter culture is definitely going to be ex- explored. The tone of the show is going to be kind of like a 
neo-noir, gritty, but it's also going to be really, really funny and have that kind of just commercial appeal that Star yeah. Wars has always had. Uh, but then um, it'll, it'll feel like a you know old like New York noir kind of like mm. the way it looks at in Coruscant. Coruscant. Yeah, yeah, in like Coruscant. Um, the Coruscant itself is kind of a living, breathing character. And the, and the characters are in awe of, you know, the city. And right. it's kind of always... What era? When, around what time? That, I haven't totally figured that out yet, but I would I th- I would think it would be smart to do it after 9. I think that would just be smart to do it Oh, then. okay. But I, I can totally... In whatever world can, that is. Yeah, yeah, whatever world that is and whatever what's going on. Maybe Coruscant's just, you know, it's yeah. not the, the hub it used to be of... of, of right. And uh, not, the political yeah. climate's not what it used to be. It, it's more of just a yeah. rundown. It'd be funny if it's like know. the Atlantic City of the right. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, kind of, yeah, that's kind of what I was where I was that's going. That's fascinating. I'd love to see what Coruscant's up to now yeah. post yeah. post Palpatine. Uh, yeah, and it could even have like the feel of like Firefly or Kelly Bebop mm. to to a degree where it's like tomorrow's meal depends on today's bounty. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah, have that kind of like you know we're just surviving in the city kind of feel. Um, the uh, I was thinking that maybe like the lead would be like a, a smuggler, kind of like transport driver, just mundane, every everyday, you know, your average Joe kind of guy. Uh, but but he would learn to be a bounty hunter. Yeah. And that's kind of the, the uh, how it would start. But he, at, but that would he would he would meet this like team of, of of kind of a female pilot bounty hunter type, and then she has an alien bounty hunter as her like co-pilot and cool. friend and her crew and they, yeah. they meet and that's the ensemble right there and the villains would be like the star you know star wars version of the five families you know what i mean like mm-hmm. crime families yes nice and uh which they could reinvent because right, they sort they of totally they had that for a while with a bunch of the, the black sons and the kid and yeah you know a bunch of other ones as yeah. well but it'd be pretty cool yeah and um the remnants of kanji club who knows maybe old man boba shows up at one point yeah <laughs> they'll they'll tease it right yeah <laughs> They'll, yeah, it'd be the right for a cameo. Or if old man Boba taught maybe the yeah. alien character mm-hmm. who's a bounty hunter. Or it's the clone of Boba, which is the clone of a clone, and so it's right. just not yeah. quite right. <laughs> yeah. Just slightly off. But he's burnt. He's got like the sarlacc ass. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, bile burns on his face. You know, yeah. it's like the Boba nice. we expected. Yes. You're right. The yep. one that survived it. You know, I, I would just, I, like uh, I just want to interject really quickly because yeah. I just thought there is in the new trilogy a, a, a bounty hunter. And I don't know her name uh, off the top of my head, but she has her own standalone book, and it's pretty cool. It's, oh. like, tiny. Yeah, she does. She's burned, right? Is that... Yeah, she yep. is yes. burned. Yeah, oh, her really? Yes. Burned. Oh, yeah. I read the same... Yeah, but, uh, second year She was yeah. the one in, uh, in Takadana where she was... I feel like there's just a stack out. of concept art in Lucasfilm, and just all these ideas <laughs> are derived from that stack. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. No, <laughs> that, I'm pretty sure that's confirmed. <laughs> right. yeah. But, uh, yeah, she definitely... The one that's that right. calls out the uh, the rebellion. Because I bet there's a Bobo with... First burn one. wounds on his face oh, and there has body. to be somewhere yeah. totally someone drew it someone drew what he looks like after that mess yeah. totally <laughs> totally do you want to go next you have uh do you have your favorite sure there? sure not as detailed and i and i kind of went very um as if i was a money man oh <laughs> so cool. so my thought was yeah what's big right now and i worked my way backwards <laughs> nice that's a good way to go but i kind of like what i came up with so Kind of big right now, anthology shows, right? You got your Black Mirrors, you got your Altered Carbon. Mm. So I'm like, how do we do an anthology show in the Star Wars universe that has some connective tissue? And what I was thinking about was, we know Luke's lightsaber starts at Cloud City. Mm. We know it gets to Maz's temple. Oh, that's great. As Maz says, oh, great. That's it's a long story for another time. Wow. And so my thought is standalone stories, maybe short segments, you know, you can have 
you know, it's going to be on Disney streaming channel, I'm right. sure, right? So it's going to be, what, 12 episodes a season at most. Yeah. Um, it allows you to not have to bring in any of the main characters because, to be honest, we don't want any of the main Star Wars mm-hmm. characters handling Luke's lightsaber. But you can get an R2-D2, 3C-3PO story in there, too, for why not. But, like, I just yeah. have this vision of a of a Tabana gas farmer finding Luke's lightsaber. And yeah. then, you know, and it doesn't always have to be at the, cool. at the main crux of it, but it's always in that episode somewhere if it's not in the background of something so on someone's ship and you just follow the people in that ship for that episode or two and just the intersecting of the characters and then it also gives you 35 years to to play with that you can do time jumps as well on that so oh what a fantastic idea that's a really that's a really great thought man that would be a lot of fun yeah, to see that and then i wrote or rogue squadron because i love rogue squadron <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's, that's a that's a great seg actually because yeah. that's um my i was like all right you know Fabro, I was like, I imagine that, pretty good. Like he's going to do an ensemble really well, yes. and something sort of grimy. And I really, um, I've also I've been reading from like a certain point of view right oh, now, yeah. and um, getting on in it. And there's there's a lot of good stuff uh, about the pilots and the pilots' interaction and what's going on. And uh, I also enjoyed Rogue Squadron quite a bit, but I was I was thinking maybe post Return of the Jedi. Um, Wedge Antilles, yes. like as the main character, sort of oh, building cool. up the squad with like co-starring. Um, I actually had Ed Norton as Wedge Antilles. I don't know. That's probably oh, my nice. dream casting. Good dream casting to do that. And then um, I think her name is Genevieve O'Reilly for Mon Mothma. Um, she was Mon Mothma in mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, Rogue One. But I thought yeah. she could be sort of his co-star and sort of together, you know, she's essentially leading the cleanup, the roundup of the, um, the empire. Um, but I think really, you know, um, Wedge Antilles might be the fist there. That's interesting. Um, it's almost sort like of a leading. rogue one TV show. In a yeah. Way. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting, but it would be, yeah, it would be cool. And you can imagine, so you can farm out, all, you know, create all these other characters. I also liked it because I just have a thing where there's so many series that lead towards disaster and yes. you know the disaster's coming, and I wanted one that was going to head towards something positive, yeah. and um, and you know that they're actually going to come out victorious and sort of round up the empire, and win that battle, and you know maybe it, maybe it's heading towards Jakku, um, and again there's thirty years there, um, well actually it's probably only about six years to Jakku, and then there's you know right. after it, but um, there could also be sort of flashbacks and things like that, but um, yeah I don't know I thought that might be an interesting thing you could just sort of do day to day in the life. It'd be pretty generic, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Rogue Squadron thing, but they could use all those like front shots, you know, the classic right, right. shots. It would actually yeah. be a pretty they could save cheap some show. Money and yeah. just kind of yeah. shoot against the ships and there'd be a lot. Yeah, pretty cheap show to me. Yeah. Like yeah, I mean, it could take place in Yavin. It could, you know, um, or you know, I don't know. There, there's a couple of places it could, you know, it could right. take place. Yeah. I, I mean, Battle been... Battlestar did a, a good deal of space battles. It's right? a good point. Yeah, yeah and it looked uh, real nice because I. That's my biggest fear with the, the Star Wars TV show mm-hmm. is like who, I was talking off mic about watching Agents of Shield, which I love me some Marvel, and I watch it because I'm not not going to watch it. And but I'm just like at some points I'm like, oh, just this is not the same universe where you have Tony Stark flying around as Iron Man. Like just the the level of the effects and the ability of the effects. Right, but I right. think you you both make good points about how you can do it and make it look good. Like Battlestar was doing it what ten years ago, yeah. and I'd be okay with that level of effects currently in a show yeah it didn't look yeah. terrible yeah and i think that disney could throw a bigger hunk of change yeah, into this into the tv show so and that's interesting because the first thing i wrote down for favreau that i that i then retracted was flyboys like 
just yeah. these pilots, like yeah, yeah you could tell these them. band of uh, you know funny quirky pirates, pirate yeah. pilots yep. that are all like you know part of maybe they're Rogue Two or whatever you want to call yeah. them. You know, there's yeah. some group that's awesome. But uh, yeah, they can do a lot with that. It seems like an easy one, easy way to go. Yeah, I like it. But, and, uh, I mean, like I feel like the, I feel like everyone's saying Kenobi movie, Kenobi movie. Mm-hmm. I think Kenobi would be the perfect story to tell in like a <laughs> one hour drama where, you know, you bring in Ewan McGregor and you pay him for the, you know, a good amount to, mm. you know, do the role again. But at the same time, yeah. it's, and it's really artfully done yeah. and it's beautiful and it's gorgeous. And it's like Saving Private Ryan almost where it's the, the amount of bud, the detail and the budget. Yeah. And it, it's, you know, the same kind of, not Saving Private Ryan, I mean, um, Band of Brothers, you know, yeah. kind of some high caliber one hour drama. Yeah on Tatooine because Tatooine's awesome and Tatooine yes. has tons of unexplored corners that would yeah. be so much inter- so much fun to and it's check out. location shooting that's what you do like you yeah. know it's not special effects heavy yeah. think about it you just, they could do it in LA probably yeah. <laughs> it would be gorgeous it would be stunning yeah. Yeah. I mean Death Valley they could go back yeah. to you know Death Valley and shoot, and shoot a lot of scenes Ewan McGregor did Fargo last year so he's not above doing TV right. yeah. so yeah. exactly I mean it's like almost set up for Kenobi I like TV it. you know and I think it would be it'd be great oh, wouldn't that be a great surprise like we're all thinking big and big because movie, he's talking about movie, wanting movie. to do Kenobi it works he wants better to do as a Kenobi. TV show yeah because a TV does. show doesn't you're not expecting it to go to five planets you know you're yeah. expecting it to just stay on Tatooine and, and just explore the kind of inner thinking of Kenobi as well as all these you know criminal scumbags and you know maybe child Luke in the distance like we saw him in Rebels you know mm-hmm. just kind of showing yeah. that it's there you know all that kind of stuff I think that'd be super fun to check out I'll throw that out there. Cool. No, that's yeah. a good one. That's a really good one. <laughs> what about a Filoni? A Filoni. Um, see, Filoni trips me up as well, just like Ryan Johnson, because I'm thinking, actually, no, Ryan Johnson. That's a, that's much more mind-boggling to think about a new trilogy. Um, but Filoni, I don't know if it's going to start with Jason Syndulla, older, and he's searching for Ezra and whatnot, or it's going to just pick up exactly where I left off with, you know, Ahsoka wearing those cool robes and Sabine, you know, uh, I thought about that one too. Yeah. There's, you could definitely do worse than outer regions with those two trying to find Ezra and Thrawn. But I think we came Mm -hmm. to an agreement that it could be Jason, Jason Sindula's older, but Mm. Sabine and Ahsoka are already out in the unknown regions doing whatever they're doing, trying to find Ezra. And he, he, comes across both of them before finding Ezra and Thrawn. And yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's that's what I think is going to happen. I mean, cool. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I think I it's it's definitely going to be uh, the kid, um, <laughs> and I feel which I'm happy about. And, you know, I prefer time jump, make him a little older, mm-hmm. training. A um, few episodes ago, you guys were talking about having him at uh, Luke's Jedi Academy. You're right. Which would be interesting, <laughs> though problematic, because then yeah. you have to have him leave he before everything goes like down right like yeah. just like because yeah. that's an issue but i i like that idea and and you know you're saying you can have both those things and the idea of parallel storytelling when you have both of those stories going on having the two out in the outer regions and having the kid being trained i think would be fascinating but oh, yeah. i don't know i just i'm with you i'm like i just i never know what to predict from him in a way, which is fascinating. I, mean, that's I personally would like to see him do something new, just completely new, yeah. fresh. Just new characters. I think it was cool how it ended, and I mean, the the more I, you know, I want to know more about 
Ahsoka and yeah, you know wh- wh- where her mind's at now that she's right. <laughs> been saved from death by a guy who traveled through time and space. And <laughs> right, all these crazy. I wish we could bring Kazdan in yeah. today. We can't bring him in today, but in the future, I promise you, <laughs> we're here gonna soon. get Larry Kazdan. We're gonna on get Larry in here. Podcast. <laughs> um, that's pretty good, man. I yeah, I I, I think I want to go the other way. I mean, first of all, if he did Ahsoka, it's not really something new, right? Yeah. It's sort of, I mean, because he made Ahsoka. Ahsoka's been in two cartoon series at this point. And he's, but he's done something new. You know, Rebels was new. I mean, yeah. that was, he created all those characters. And um, I don't know. I think, yeah, I've, I've just really, I, I haven't gotten my Mark Hamill fix yet. Mm-hmm. And I think he's a fantastic voice actor. And I, I need to see what Luke's been up to mm. in that 30-year void. And I think the easiest way to do that would be an animated series. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. And, I, you know, I was thinking, I thought it was maybe two series, but now I'm thinking it might be one. You know, there's sort of two major segments that, well, there's actually really three major segments that happen, right? And he so, loves animation. We know that. Yeah. I mean, he, oh, he yeah. He voiced the Joker. Yeah, he voiced the Joker forever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, he's a, yeah, you could argue... Yeah, just he as could even big do a star old in voice Luke acting. And young yeah. Luke with a good sound mixer. You know, a, oh, yeah. A yeah, sound technician could bring oh. his voice his pitch yeah. a little higher, he, he, could figure out a way to make him sound exactly like young Luke. Yeah, yeah. he's, an, he's an expert VO. And be able to reflect on, yeah. the, on those journeys. That would be, that would be, be a really great show. Cool, right? And he did it a little bit in um, The Last Jedi, too. Like, there were just times where he turned it on and was just like, he was like, R2. And he's like, yeah. you know, yeah. and he really, and I think during that like one minute scene or whatever with, yeah. with Leia, um, where he sort of, you could hear the, you could hear the Luke Skywalker yeah, in his voice. Yeah. Um, so I think he would, he would crush that. And um, so, yeah, I think there's sort of like three segments there. It's like, there's the flushing out of the empire sort of, you know, um, return of the Jedi to Jakku. Um, when they sort of mm-hmm. put the nail in that coffin, and Battlefront then, does a little bit of that. The the game does. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, a yeah, little bit, but less so his journey. Right. And then, so then he goes on a vision quest, and he he's and or maybe simultaneously goes on a vision quest um, to pick up all those artifacts. Um, and I think that's sort of like that's that map that we see in the Force Awakens is mm-hmm. like his, you know. Um, uh, all those different, you know, areas that he stops in. Um, and that would be fascinating to just cause like to see all the worlds that he did. And then, then we dive into the Jedi lore and that'd be fantastic. And then there's the segment that is the Jedi Academy, the new Jedi Academy. And, um, that would be great too. I think, I think probably the, I mean, unfortunately, if we do the Jedi Academy, that's one of those instances where you know where yeah. it's going. <laughs> and so it's like, it's sort of like watching the clone wars. It's like, right. yeah. yeah, this is awesome, but we know how this yeah. story ends. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, it'd be an, a chance to sort of retcon some of this too. You know, we see in the last Jedi, that frame of the burning temple and there's certainly bodies on the ground, yeah. um, in front of that. Um, but maybe everyone didn't die, you know, yeah. maybe, you know, we learn about a bunch of characters and they sort of, they're out there and, you know, maybe, uh, JJ writes them back in in nine and gives them a little something more to, to work with there. Um, but I think probably the way to do it would be Jedi Academy with flashbacks and sort of yeah. is, you know, mm. he's teaching them by showing, you know, teaching him the lessons that he learned oh, that's great. Um, oh, that's on his journey. Um, each, each episode's a different lesson and he's reflecting yeah. on an alien world yeah. with these alien species that taught him that, something that, that he's then that. now teaching the students. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a different awesome experience. Structure. I love that. Really interesting. The, like the, the Star Wars comic, the, the self-titled Star Wars comic, ever so often they'll do, they'll have this overarching 
plot and then every few issues they'll have right um um an excerpt from kenobi's journal oh and it's just it's literally luke sitting in the x-wing reading yeah. kenobi's journal and then it goes back to tell a tale about yoda oh that's or, right I remember, yeah, I remember. and i like those kind of nice little breathers and this idea of being able so star wars does that can go back and forth and i like the idea of like luke using his experiences and was that flashbacks. Infinities? Was, was that Infinities? no that's in the current the current, current run okay. yeah and well that was in battle crate or i just i think i just read the battle crate yes yeah or, yeah maybe it's not called battle crate. something like that something but it's that yeah and then real quick about the comics since i'm talking about it they had a really good issue actually just came out uh, this week or last week i should say with uh luke meeting up with wedge Oh, really? And it's just, like, there's, like, five pages of them just, like, screaming Red Squadron and then talking about, like, <laughs> like, all, like all the glory days. It's it's, it's amazing. But, That's so fantastic. Yeah. That's so fantastic. Yeah. That's yeah. perfect. That's perfect uh, content for Favreau, too. Just yeah. Just about Wedge and yeah, you totally that, right that story. I totally see that story now that you brought that up. Yeah. So it's like, I totally see a Wedge TV show. It's like, yeah. It's yeah. Like, Everyone knows he's, like, the unsung hero. Like, he you is. couldn't. Yeah. And he's, like... He's a really great hero too. He's yeah. like really quiet, like yeah. soft spoken in the the new canon stuff. He like falls in love with a B wing pilot, yeah. and like, but it's forbidden love. And he's like, okay, you know, like, <laughs> like I guess I'll just go crush more Tie Fighters because that's what I do. Yeah, I put on my pants on one leg at a time, but when I do, I crush Tie Fighters. <laughs> that's cool. My flight suit. Um, yeah, they're saying he had like, I just was reading, and he had like six confirmed kills. You know, over. Um, over Yavin, mm. and um, but he's had like a ton of flight time. Anyways, just all that stuff yeah. would be sort of exciting to sort. You know, when you're talking to other people and like how other characters would look at Wedge and Tilly's and yeah. just be like, "Dude's a legend, bro." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's per- that sounds yeah. like Favreau's yeah. writing too, because Iron Man One was just so funny like that. Yeah, yes, totally. Totally. But yeah. It would be someone saying that in Soliston or you know, <laughs> Hutties. I like it. Do we have any more pitches? Um, I think we have we exhausted all the uh, at least those three. I think I think we've done them all. Yeah, my pitch for Ryan's just said something with the fourth question, force question mark because <laughs> nice. I couldn't I couldn't yeah, crack yeah. them at all. Like it's I couldn't. Impo- it's crazy to think about. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, I think I I love Jedi lore and yeah. I love mm-hmm. mythology and what's going on, and it would be cool if it was really culty and weird. Yeah. Is he gonna? I mean, see the thing is, if I was an executive and i was bringing ryan back in he would he did he handled the the job of of using the characters that jj set up so well Mm -hmm. that it's almost as if i if i was hiring him to do a new trilogy i would want him to bring back ray and bring back finn and bring back these characters because he was able to to kind of twist and bend the story in a new direction with the existing characters yeah and to know someone has that ability and that talent and I'm gonna and and they're a free agent. I'm definitely gonna bring them in to to guide the the journey of Ray, you know, after nine and yeah. to to figure yeah. out, figure that stuff out. But I, I mean, I don't think he is because I think they also announced that it's gonna be a completely new trilogy. Like, yeah, uh, I think that they that yeah the, yeah the they word. don't want an extension of the, the Skywalker yeah. saga. Yeah, but technically, any I don't know. They're not lying if that's the case. Yeah, yeah, it just would mean I just thought because he spent so much time and effort essentially defining the post, mm-hmm. you know, Skywalker, you know, lore that they I mean, and they're it's clear they're making it as open as possible so that they can, you know, use you make anyone can be a force wielder and anyone can be anything yeah. and yeah. 
you know, but maybe that was just his job and they're like, listen, someone's got to do this. Can yeah. you do this? And, you know, he can he can focus on something else afterwards. Yeah. I have a bigger question. If he does the new trilogy after nine, what are the Jedi, what do the Jedi look like after nine? I feel like they're trying to keep it super vague, you yeah. know, like it was in yeah. the original trilogy yeah. where it's like, no one really knows. It's just like. I love that. That's my favorite version of the Jedi, too. It's just an old dead religion, and there's just a few of them around. I love that. I don't, yeah, I don't know that they're going back and they're like suddenly, well, we need scientists to study, you know, midichlorians and see what the heck's going on, you know? (laughs) I I would, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they sort of like it as this sort of like mystical epiphany after mystical epiphany, and just things happen, you know, organically and they sort of of figure it out. Yeah. But it would be cool if it's something like the more they study, the less they know. Yeah. And, um, you know, so they keep looking into it, they keep digging it, they find things, but, it, you know, in like an Abrams sort of way, it's just like the more things you find out, the more questions yeah. are asked. Yeah. Um, and they sort of keep you going that way. It'd be interesting, too, because we know, um, like, we got, is it the Chiss? I can never remember. Yeah, yeah. Chiss. Yeah. Chiss is, do we agree with the Chiss? That's how we say it. I say um, Kais, but Kais? everyone says right. Chiss, and it Chiss is Chiss, and I refuse to change how I say it. <laughs> right. Well, they came outside, right? They came from the outside. And are we assuming, which I wouldn't assume, that the Force is only present in the Star Wars galaxies? Like, meaning that, could we have an invading force of Force users? Oh, yeah. Which, I don't think you could do that. That would probably break the universe, the Star Wars universe. But my point is, like, there's got to be people developing Force powers that are outside of the Empire, outside of the Republic. And what what is a... But you mean outside of the galaxy? Possibly, right? Or, or I mean, it's kind of... We know that the Emperor had the Inquisitors and other people going around trying to find Force mm-hmm. users and Force-sensitive kids. Mm-hmm. And with that chaos of the fall of the Republic, the the rise of the Empire, which lasted... How long did the Empire last? 20 years? Not yeah. very long. Not long, <laughs> when you actually think about considered. it. Yeah. And then the chaos of the New Republic starting. Like, there's going to be Force users that slip through. Now, what do we... We don't know what that means with the Force, because the Force yeah. seems like it went to sleep if it had to awaken, right? right. And so we don't know if there weren't people developing, and now that the Force awakened... Yeah. I really the, do yeah. wish they'd clear that up a little bit, because that's yeah. like... I mean, I think this series is showing is now establishing the new nature of the Force, and yeah. what balance means. And they're showing it, but they're not really telling it, and it's yeah. just not very clear. Like, if they were just... You know, if there's one thing where Luke was like, no, the force is balanced now. When you know, the stronger I get, the stronger the opposition will get. Yeah. That would be like, oh, you're explaining the new nature of the force. It's like, or, you know, or even was like, I think, I think since, last... you know, since the fall of Vader and the Emperor, you know, now that the force went back into balance. And now these mm-hmm. are the new rules that we have to deal with. I think that's the truth. But I don't, it's not, it's not clear. I think the last Jedi did answer that question. And by saying that, there is really no state of absolute balance. It's just always going to be in flux, and you're going to have death and decay and life and light and death and decay and right. life and it's light and death and decay itself. and life right. and light. And yeah. it's just like, that's what that movie almost says, and it's just like, deal with it. The movie's like, deal with that. Right. Instead, yeah. of, ex- instead of extending the mythology of exploring, could it all be true? Or right. Could there be a balance that can be yeah. attained? Which was the hanging mystery of the right. original trilogy that we were all enraptured by. We were like, <laughs> what? When does uh, it balance? Yeah. When Darth Vader throws the Emperor down the shaft? Like, is yeah. it balanced yeah. then? Like, when yeah. he dies? What is balance? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, yeah, I guess that was, that's Legends, but they, uh, it was the, the Plagueis book which is fantastic. Um, yeah. 
where they, they actually they unbalanced uh, he and Palpatine and Plagueis unbalanced the Force, and I think as some sort of byproduct of that, we get Anakin Skywalker. Mm. Yeah, um, and that's sort of, I, and that's that was his job to re, you know, because the force did that. It was like, oh, whoa, we're broken, so mm. we need to create this thing to to rebalance us to fix ourselves because yeah. that's the way the force right. works. And you know, so I guess we can assume it did that. I mean, there was there was two points. I mean, there was one when Luke is talking about, you know, he does, you know, he has to go into hiding. Him being in hiding says he knows what a balanced force is, and he, he knew he was he unbalanced the force when he created the Jedi, right. you know. Um, Jedi Academy, and then Snoke says, I knew, you know, Kylo, as you were getting yeah. so strong, there was going to be a reaction. I assumed it was Luke, but it was it was Ray. Yeah. So I guess the, I mean, those are the, the new broad rules. But, yeah. Um, and that's we'll always see. been the most, yeah. the, the, the two most interesting things to me have always been kind of the, the omnipresent, omnipotent like, uh, intention of the cosmic force. You yeah, know, like yeah. that has been huge in my mind. And then the second thing is R2-D2 because he seems to be the embodiment <laughs> of that in right. a weird way where he's yeah. almost knows everything that's supposed to happen yeah. in uh, in alignment with what the cosmic force yeah. is right. thinking. Well, he's about as close to Anakin as anyone, right? Anakin never had a kid. You know, it's like Ahsoka yeah. and R2 have got, got yeah. the real inside scoop on what's going on. But I mean, yeah. he made R2... Yeah. Maybe even in his image, you know, and so R two was just ended up being this intuitive great fighter and um, actually real like moral compass for the yes. whole thing. Oddly enough, yeah, well, the whole thing of balance is like it's it, the idea of Lucas introducing balance, which is really makes for really interesting writing and really interesting looking back at the original trilogy. But I don't know how you get to the end of the original trilogy and talk about balance because there's only one force user left who's light-sided right so we're talking right. about what does balance mean mm-hmm. and so my whole thought and they're kind of i thought i thought that's the direction we're going to go in episode eight when in the throne room when kylo's kind of thinking about coming is like instead of the balance doesn't mean having a light side and a dark side but everyone moving towards the middle right, right. and everyone turning to the gray force whatever that might be where right but i don't know Not is that balance be. what is balance yeah, yeah. right yeah, well, I mean, I think you know there is there is balance. You've got Kylo and Rey, and yeah. that's where it is. And yeah. I, you know, the that way is, we're looking at balance. Yes, like, yes honestly, exactly. that's where yeah. the illusion is that we're looking at balance and we're asking for balance. It right. makes absolutely right. no sense. It's just right. ironic. It's, right. So maybe it's there, and that's yeah. the answer, and, and that's that's the way it's going to be. It'll be interesting to see if one gets killed off. I, you know, I personally don't think Kylo's going to make it, um, but uh, you know, we'll we'll see. It how almost it feels goes. like three fourths light, though. Because Kylo is kind of half. He is. Yeah. So right, it's like, right. yeah. There's, there, needs, there could right. be a little bit more balance in nine where or, he's straight yeah. up evil. Or, <laughs> I mean, what we have is someone being pulled to the light. Yeah. Who is but I guess choosing Ray has to be. Dark side. It is half right. and half. Watch, it's so that's, exactly half and half. Uh, that's what I'm saying. You have a person is, being pulled to the light, Kylo, yeah. choosing to be the dark side, and you have Ray who's pulled to the dark, yeah. deciding right. to be the light side, which is super fascinating. It is yeah. balanced. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. that it wasn't, but Ray has definitely had those those moments of being totally. To yeah. And this is, you know, that goes speaks to what Ryan said, saying like you sort of have two protagonists in the story. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, yeah. TBD. Cool. Interesting to find out. So I guess uh, that's that. Either you guys got anything else you want to uh, talk about here today? Uh, I can fix the Last Jedi for disappointed fans, but maybe we'll save that for <laughs> the next episode. Okay, why don't yeah. we save that for another episode? <laughs> <laughs> I can fix it for you, though. I think it's fixed already, Grant. Well, 
<laughs> I'm, this isn't for you. It's for those others. For the others. Are, that's just, right. Yeah. Right, fair enough. Are in a, in a stupor right now and don't know what's going no. on. Um, help you. All right. All right. Well, we'll save that for next time. Uh, thanks very much for listening to us uh, go on and on about this. And, uh, you know, Favreau, if you, you know, need any help, you can just <laughs> yeah. hit us up, man. You know where to find us. Yeah. Um, Call we, us Disney. Yeah. And uh, if any of you have comments and want to add to the conversation. We already have a writer's room right here. We yeah. are. Oh, we are kind yeah. of. Yeah. And you at home can be the other half. Uh, we have a, we do have a Twitter handle. It's uh, SW Weekly Pod um, is, is us. So um, get at us. Ask us some questions. We know you're out there. We're seeing people uh, subscribe to the feed. Um, and yeah, don't be shy, man. We, we'd love to ask that, um, add that to our, to our repertoire as it were. Um, thanks. We'll talk to you next week.